What's going on, Badger Nation? Welcome to the PPC Den Podcast, where for over 200 episodes, we've been your home for all things Amazon advertising tips, tricks, strategies to make your Amazon advertising a little bit easier and a little bit more profitable. I'm excited today because we have my dear friend, Brent Zaradnik from AMZ Pathfinder. Love this guy. I've known him for years, been on the show a bunch of times. And what I'm excited about today is that there is a new report, new report alert uh, for sponsored brands. Uh, for a long time, you could not get information on sponsored brands in terms of what people were actually buying. And there's a new report which actually splits out who purchased what uh, for your sponsored brands. So it tells you how much revenue product A got and product B. It tells you if you're advertising product A and not product B, brand Halo. Bunch of new cool stuff with sponsored brands. Check out the episode. It's a good one. You can get all of our episodes organized, categorized, uh, in the link to a Google Doc in the description below. It's really great. It has all our freebies that we've ever given out for the show. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it. And without that, let's jump into the episode. I've launched campaigns and picked keywords. I've got my bits, set placements too. Bad mistakes I've made a few I've had my share of brown keywords But I've got through We are the in my friends And we'll keep up My dear friend, how are you doing today? Hey, Mike. I'm doing great. Doing fantastic. Uh, so you live in Europe, and there's lots of interesting European things that you can come across. Uh, you were mentioning before we were about to hit record that this is a this uh, I want to say jacket that you're wearing has yeah. an interesting European history. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Let's let's dive into it. So I was at a uh, what's called a bolcant in French, which is like imagine a garage sale, but it's like a permanent thing and it's like at a warehouse sometimes it's even outside like just permanently and so you can find all kinds of strange stuff there you know we're walking around looking at like uh, you know drink coasters from the 60s and uh, you know sofas from the 70s uh, weird plastic stuff and then i came across this like uh like military locker that had a bunch of these like jackets in it and i was pulling pulling them out looking at them and i found this which is a 1960s or 1970s i'm not really sure when um swiss army stable boy uniform <laughs> so i bought it naturally as you do. um washed it yesterday uh and i'm wearing it today for the first time and uh, it fits me great i i feel like uh swiss the swiss have like really good branding for their stuff right it's like swiss made uh like swiss army knives swiss Absolutely. watches when i wasn't when I was in Switzerland, uh, I was doing some thing where like you walk across some huge valley on a, like a bridge, like a pedestrian, like a, a like you, you hike for hours and then you make it to a point where you're like crossing some huge chasm 
on a bridge and like it's kind of shaky and the whole time i'm just like don't worry this is swiss made they know what they're doing they're like pro mountaineers like this thing isn't going anywhere yeah and uh <laughs> now i live to tell the tale yeah, I, I feel the same way. There's like high quality. Like I was, you know, no offense to Macedonia, but I was in Macedonia once years ago and I was on like a cable car or something there. And I was like, I don't know, man, is this, <laughs> is this the end of the line? It was fine. No problem. But in Switzerland, I wouldn't have those thoughts. <laughs> the Swiss, everything's very expensive. It's like $25 for a potato. <laughs> yes. Shifting gears hard, no transition that I can possibly think of. Uh, we have a new report in sponsored brand ads. and. I love new reports. I love new pieces of data. Uh, I know if you're listening, you do too. Brent, I know you love new pieces of data. Um, in fact, the hardest part about all this new data is like how to integrate it with your existing systems, like how often to refer to it, what it is, how you can use it, how you can piece it together for your overall Amazon advertising. You know, I think it can be really tempting to sometimes be like every new piece of data, create a brand new SOP for it you might end up with 10,000 SOPs, like there's so many little data points. But what we're gonna to try to do on this episode is sort of piece it together on how you can just integrate it into things that you're already doing to have an extra data point. And drum roll, please, Brent, what is this new sponsored brand report that we have? Yeah, uh, I believe it's called Sponsored Brands Attributed Purchases Report. And mm -hmm. just for some, some in, inside track, we had beta access to this last year at Pathfinder just by pure luck with someone we managed to like hook up with at Amazon who was like, would you guys find this interesting? And mm -hmm. I was like, absolutely we would find this interesting because sure. <laughs> this is one of these eternal questions that's existed since time immemorial on, on uh, Amazon, which is like, you know, what do you, what are people actually buying when they click your sponsored brand campaigns? Yeah. So just to recap everyone, we're referring to like the downloadable spreadsheets that you can get from Amazon advertising. So like when you're in Amazon advertising, uh, it's just on the left side, the downloadable reports area. Hopefully if you're listening to this, you know where they are. If you don't, it's just the, um, it's just the thing that looks like a graph on the left side. When you're logged into Amazon reports, it looks like a little graph. The graph is going up. Uh, hopefully it's not representing your ACOS. And instead it's representing your sales, but yeah, it's a little graph that goes from small to big. And then you click on sponsored ads reports. Uh, when you're there, you can create a report and you can create downloadable spreadsheets for sponsored products, sponsored brands, sponsored display. Uh, and you can schedule these to run. So they'll just sort of hum along in the background. You can get these sent to you or, you know, they're just fresh, ready for you to download. The reason you would want to do that is because all of these things have time limits. This is like general report tip tips. Like I, we're recording this on February 9th. I can't go see reports from November, 2022. Um, so like the, the data goes away after a while, just like it does in the API too. Uh, but you'd want to sort of schedule these or download these periodically. So you don't lose access to the data, have a good filing system in your Google drive or wherever you store stuff. And the report we're talking about today lives in that area. Uh, and it's called sponsored brands attributed purchases. And the reason why this exists, I don't know, I don't even know if everyone knows this, but uh, there's no report anywhere doesn't exist that pairs together sponsored brand searches. So somebody searched a keyword and what that person purchased. There's no report that links those two things together. Uh, and that is a thing that you should know. Meaning, 
when somebody searches for sponsored brands, they search something, they click on the sponsored brand video, so on and so forth, and then they end up purchasing. There is no report you can look at where it tells you what they searched and what exactly they purchased. And there never was. This report doesn't do that, but it gives you one step in that direction for helping you understand what was purchased for my sponsored brands. Um, did I misspeak at all, Brent? I, th I, I that's That's correct, isn't it? Well, two things. The first one is, I think you're right. This is not the missing link. So if we're looking for the way to keep that chain together, that chain of attribution, that chain of purchasing and to do full optimization, as far as I'm aware, um, even Amazon doesn't have the information on how much cost is technically like divvied out amongst the different products. Like let's assume we're looking at a product collection sponsored brands, where it's like the traditional, the classic, you know, the three products. I think even Amazon doesn't have that information. And now, you know, we have many more types of sponsored brands, some of which are video, some of which go to store pages, some of which don't even show products at all. They show a page on the store, which is like, well, you're not clicking on a product at all. You're clicking on a store page. So as far as I'm aware, that data doesn't exist anywhere. The other thing I think that might be the case, because we, we glanced at the support documentation for this, and I just tried this in the interface. I can go back and look um, a long time, actually, to see if I can download the report for this particular report. Oh, cool. I, I can't say it for other ones, but for this particular one, it says two years in the documentation. I didn't try two years, but I can look at this. I can see the middle of last year for sure. And I can go back to September, oh, that's August, no problem. So this one might be one where you do have a little bit more historical data. I think the reason for that is, is that this report is like fairly simple. There's actually not a lot going on here and it doesn't give us several things, which I guess maybe we'll get into. Yeah. And to sort of like bookend the point that I was making, yeah, th there's search term reports that tells you what people searched and what people clicked. And then there's like advertised sales reports, which tells you what people purchased from the particular campaign. But there's uh, there there's no unified report that tells you like search terms and purchases uh, of the specific product. Right. Not in the reports or the API as far as, as far as I'm aware. I mean, you know, more, way more about the API than I do, Mike, but I don't think there's one there either. So. Correct. And if you think about it, like a search term report is showing you search term performance for like how many orders a search term got, it would mm -hmm. be really nice if you can click on that search term and like break out like, okay, for this search term, you know, got some clicks and then this product got ended up getting purchased and this other one, this product got ended up getting purchased, but we don't have that. Unfortunately, now that I've confused everyone, <laughs> the the big thing here is that when you have sponsored brand ads, people could click on it and go to a store page. And like, what do they purchase after they go to that store page? Previously, you never knew that information. Now you do. Uh, so if you had the, your three pack of sponsors, even if it wasn't a store sponsored brand ad, if it was the three individual products for your sponsored brand uh, pr uh, ad, who's buying what product, like what sales of each product did you get, or did they just land and end up buying something else? You now have that information. So this is the additional information that we now get from the attributed purchases report. Um, so it is really, really cool because previously we did not have this data. Previously, if you want to know how much revenue is coming from your sponsored brand campaign, you can only look at that on a keyword level, which is good. Uh, or on a, so like you call that a targeting level, or on the campaign level. How much revenue does this campaign generate in total? But you were never really able to discern which of these products that I'm advertising, which products on my store page, which products in my catalog uh, are they actually purchasing. 
Um, so this is this is a cool level of data that you can now get, and we're going to talk about how to use it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one last thing. A part of me wonders with this report how many people had to pull up their old system for like figuring how much sales they got through ads, looking at sponsored brands. They had to pull that up like root, branch, and stem, just say like, no, this our assumption was totally wrong yeah. because we thought, okay, we have like three products advertised here. It's got to be one of these three. They're all in the uh, they're on this parent, but in actuality when looking at our report for one of our larger accounts, like that is not the, the case at all. <laughs> like sometimes we have more sales from the um, so-called brand halo. Yeah, let's, let's define that. So yeah. when you download this report, you will see some things. Uh, I'll start with the obvious stuff and then toss you the harder question for defining brand halo. So the obvious stuff is, you know, the campaign name, simple enough. It'll tell you uh, attribution type, which I'll leave for you, but then it just gives you a whole bunch of normal stuff. So campaign name, uh, the, the amount of sales that the campaign received, and then, you know, it gives you various revenue metrics, like total sales, 14 days, total orders, 14 days, total units, 14 days, uh, you know, making the distinction between orders and units, you know, you can have one order, uh, and then many units purchased in that order, new to brand sales, new to brand orders, the basics, right? So it gives you the campaign and revenue metrics. Now I'll toss you the harder question because you're the guest here. Mm -hmm. uh, these two interesting columns, which are the attribution type and purchased ASIN, uh, break that down. Yeah, sure. So let me give my crack at it here. Attribution type, really straightforward, uh, especially for the classic, let's call it three pack. I like the way you called it that. Um, mm -hmm. What's it called? The product... Uh, like the, the old headline search ads, yeah. Old headline search, ye old headline search. We have product collection, that's what it's called, PC. And so you have the three products that are actually featured that you see, and those would be considered promoted, right? Those are the promoted products because you actually see them and customers are, are, are witnessing them uh, when they search. Uh, Brand Halo, I, I suppose, would, would be anything else, right? So something else that um, could be on the store or something else in your catalog that maybe they come to uh, by clicking that ad and then click around and look at your store page, or maybe they just look at, you know, they scroll down and see like also from this brand, or maybe they click on one of your ads on your page. Uh, that's one thing that we don't have information on, by the way, like, did they click on a subsequent ad? Uh, we just get the information about what they actually purchased. And so, you know, what, what's interesting about this, uh, when I ran the ASINs through just Google or went to Amazon and searched them is, uh, you know, you might be promoting uh, the blue version of something um, in a uh, sponsored brand campaign, but then the uh, black and the white version, which is the other two variations on this particular listing, those were uh, counted as brand halo. They were not counted as promoted because they weren't actually shown in the ad, despite being on the same landing page. Uh, mm -hmm. Did you find that in, in your looking at this too, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... And to, to just to recap that point, yeah, the attribution type, it's either promoted, the thing that you typed in when you created your sponsored brand creative, or mm -hmm. brand halo, which is something else that was purchased. Um, and yeah, absolutely. Uh, so not only were there like parent-children relationships going on, but there were also like accessory, not accessory products, but like related products. Um, so, you know, you, in the report that I was evaluating this on, you had size variations of just like, do you want one of them? Do you want 10 of them? Do you want 20 of them? Uh, and there was also color based variations. And then there was also like variant, uh, or, or I'm sorry, non-variated 
related products, if that makes sense. So it's like, do you want it in a certain shape? Uh, in this particular case, it was not a parent-child product. So it was actually pretty interesting and an exercise in and of itself to see like, because it doesn't tell you in the report, it only tells you what the that it was a brand Halo and what that purchased ASIN was. Uh, we'll get into pivot tables in a second, but if you wanted to add additional mm. info on here about like what the parent ASIN is, uh, that's not listed here um, in this report. Yeah, it's not listed. This, this, I think this report does require a lot of copy pasting from a cell, going to Amazon, going to Google, just to double check. Okay, what is Amazon thinking about brand Halo here? We also found something interesting with the stores, didn't we? The storefront or store page on Amazon. Like, yep. uh, let me see if I can succinctly explain this. When you are clicking on um, a sponsored brands campaign that takes you to a landing page that's a store, if there's no product featured in the sponsored brand mm -hmm. um, campaign, it just shows everything as promoted because like you just they're just landing on the store. But I found several examples in, in our data that is a store page and it has both promoted and uh, brand Halo because I believe that the products that are actually uh, on the landing page on the store are, are or what's promoted, but then there's plenty of other stuff on that store. You know, in most cases, there's like dozens of products if the catalog's large enough. And so, in some cases, there are more sales from Brand Halo than promoted. Yeah, yeah, I would say that's uh, yeah. That I would wager is going to be common, right? So, like, you're promoting a product, but then you're getting a big Brand Halo because it's like a small group of products compared to all of the other products that they could purchase from you. When you take that into totality, it's probably going to be big. Uh, where it's, it's just interesting to know, like how, what I think is so useful about this is like, it really gives you a lens into how to, how people interact with creatives. Uh, and I'm using that word very specifically because, you know, we have sponsored products, product ads, which is like an ad for a specific product. And then we have creatives and creatives in the sponsored brand sense. It's like, it can be a video. Um, it could be a directing people to a store page uh, and everything in between, right? So like you, you get a little bit more creative where people might be more browsing through your product offering. And now you finally know like how many times is someone purchasing the specific product I'm advertising or how many times are they going somewhere else? Uh, and buying something else from me. I love it when you're doing a store page, you can actually see like when people land on my store, what is the most popular product that they'll end up buying there? This mm -hmm. is really useful information that could like inform future decisions for your sponsored brands campaigns. So we're, we're sort of getting into like how you use this, but just to sort of bookend this section, what is it? Well, it's just a report that tells you how much revenue was generated from the product you're promoting in your sponsored brand creative versus the brand Halo, which are the other products that from you that people could purchase. So this begs the question, so what? Like, what do we actually do with this data? Uh, Brent, I really like the idea that you had. Um, so as soon as we got this, we were like running pivot tables, but I really like your pivot table that you ended up creating. Mm -hmm. uh, explain to us that and what, what the pivot table is and then how you what insight you got from it. Sure, let me switch over to it. So basically my first instinct when I came across this report last year was to break it out at the campaign level. And then underneath that, <clears throat> we have promoted in brand Halo. And then underneath that as a subset, you know, in the rows area in the pivot table, I put the ASINs. And then mm -hmm. uh, the only thing I put in the values column 
which just ends up to be column B on the thing, is just a 14-day total sales. Because as Mike reviewed earlier, we have 14-day this, 14-day this, you know, like uh, what else we got here, units and orders and all kinds. But I'm just interested in seeing what the aggregate sales are. And so what that tells me is at the campaign level um, of the promoted and brand Halo, which ASIN in particular got the most sales? And was it the promoted or the brand Halo that in aggregate won out, if you want to use that terminology, and got actually more sales? Like Mike alluded to, uh, brand, when Brand Halo does win, it's usually like an uh, aggregate of a long tail of a bunch of different ASINs, but promoted usually is more focused in like two or three or four, uh, and like at most um, promoted products for like a normal campaign. So I just wanted to see the breakout between the two, because the question I was trying to answer is, what impact is this having on other products that we're not advertising and which of those is earning a lot of sales? That was the mm-hmm. kind of hypothesis I guess I brought to it. but. Yeah, it's just got four things in it, but that that pivot table itself turns out to be pretty useful. Right, because you see the campaign, how much revenue the campaign generated, and then you're seeing exactly. what that split of the revenue from that campaign was, which by itself is already more information than we've ever had on sponsored brands uh, sales. So right. just that, how many sales and what are the products that led to those sales by adding in another filter for uh, attribution type, we can now see sales that came from a sponsored brand campaign, the split of promoted, like the things that I'm actually advertising versus the other things that people can end up buying. I can now see that split. And you can kind of start asking yourself some questions here of like, how effective is the promoted product compared to other products that people might purchase? And you can start to make some hypotheses here. Um, You know, what should you display most prominently if it's a store ad? What should I display most prominently on the store page in order to maximize? You know, this is the most, this is the highest converting product for the store ad that I was running. And just to recap, that's like the product, normally a product collection, also known as like previously known as the headline search ad. You're running a headline search ad, and every single thing that a person could click on takes them to a store page. My results for that. I never had this data before, but my results for this are heavily, heavily skewed towards one product where the hero product there is like five times more revenue than any other product that I have. So this tells me like if I wanted the highest converting store page possible to put that, be sure that's in a prominent position um, because that's the highest converting thing here. Uh, and if there's nothing else that people take away, like go download this and like see if you're running any sponsored brand store pages, store page, sponsored brands, and then be sure that maximum product is in a really prominent place. It also opens up the door to say, hey, like, you know, am I putting that best product in its best visibility placements? Mm-hmm. You know, there's implications here for what you're going to do with sponsored products and sponsored display, potentially other sponsored brand campaigns. Like maybe I shouldn't hide this product on a store ad. Maybe I should put this more prominently in a product collection ad. So it opens up the door a lot. And all of this is information that you did not have previously to you. So this right here, like this is the sort of first action item. Look at your sponsored brand's attributed sales report and then begin to make decisions where you're asking yourself, am I giving this super high converting product the the visibility it deserves? Yeah, and I think one thing that might cause you to, to question some assumptions you have is, oh, I have a product that's uh, brand Halo. It's not promoted, but it by itself has more sales as a single individual ASIN 
than some of the ones I have that are promoted. That might be, I wouldn't say a red flag because you know sales are good, but it might give you a signal that this product needs more space to run and be free. It needs more yeah. sponsored brand campaigns. It needs more awareness because some, something's going on here. This, this thing is a total hit. It may be that it was featured somehow, you have it in a bundle, uh, you're advertising on that page. Those things might give you a bit of a, a lever up to, to make that happen. But that would be, yeah, I looked at the data for this account and I, I don't recall seeing that for any one of them, but we certainly had a lot of brand halo on, on many of these that I didn't expect. Like products, when I put the ASINs through, I was shocked to see it was associated with it. Also, quick shout out for having <laughs> good naming conventions because Amazon in no way indicates if this is a sponsored brand video or otherwise, mm -hmm. what the landing page looks like, you have to have that stuff in your naming conventions. Otherwise, you're going to be looking at this report and be very lost. If it's just sponsored brands, yeah. choose. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Yeah, you're going to be in a tough spot. Yeah, got to have your campaign names down. So that's sort of the big first takeaway is to identify things that maybe need some more visibility, like a brand halo product that's just absolutely crushing it. Um, so that's probably the first takeaway. Uh, conversely, you might identify some promoted products that maybe don't deserve it. Uh, I'm imagining a scenario where like the promoted product has way fewer sales than the brand Halo. Um, so maybe there's there's something missing from that product that it could be a, a targeting issue or maybe the, the keywords that you're going after in the campaign uh, maybe just don't align with that product. Uh, or maybe people end up seeing a product they prefer a lot, and maybe that should be the promoted product. So sort of, it's sort of the similar and related to what I just said, but it could help you identify some things that maybe don't deserve the sponsored brand spotlight, whereas another product does. Mike, if I could actually expand on that a little bit, the one thing we don't have on here because it just doesn't exist in this report, although it of course exists in the ad console interface, is what's the uh, click-through rate. So mm -hmm. going back to that example earlier, maybe the black variation is the one that gets the most sales, but we're running the blue because it's more eye-catching and that gets a really, really great click-through rate if we look at you know data over a longer period of time. So the blue is doing the work of bringing people in and the black is doing the work of actually converting. That might be one reason to say, okay, the promoted is not getting all the sales, but it's not telling the full story because the brand halo uh, for the uh, black one is showing that it, that's actually like winning the sales. But if we were able to layer in the click-through rate, because we're trying to get a high click-through rate on ads too, right? Um, that might that might tell more of the story. But we don't have that here, so we can we can wish, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no ratios on this page, meaning there's no ratio like click-through rate is a ratio, a cost is a ratio, conversion right. rate is a ratio. And we don't have any of that, uh, which sort of segues into extensions of this report. Like what can you add to this report? It also opens up the door. We have to talk about total aid costs implications, um, which we'll get to in a second. But like extending this report, it would be really nice if you can add in how much you spent on each product or how many clicks each product received when it was in the promoted position. Um, but you, or like what the conversion rate of each one of these products is, but you just can't get that. So I imagine some extensions that we might want to add here when you're looking at this report is potentially any per product data that you have elsewhere. So maybe you want to add some, you know, session unit session percentage data here. Maybe you, you might want to add, um, conversion rate 
for you know sponsored products nearby again it's not it's not the same right it's almost like a reference so the way that you might want to piece that together in a situation where you might want to do that is where you're basically making decisions just like you mentioned you know is something leading to a really strong click through rate but a low conversion rate looking adding here like a unit session percentage or like uh, the conversion rate from sponsored products. Again, it's not the data for sponsored brands, but you can just use it as a reference. So I imagine a scenario where you're trying to make a decision like, should I continue running this product and, or should I amplify this product in my campaigns? Like, should I dedicate more spend to this product? The scenario where you would want to do that is where you have a promoted sponsored brand ASIN or a brand halo ASIN. And then you sort of add additional factors to the pivot table. Maybe you're adding in a unit session percentage for that ASIN and you discover that the unit session percentage is really strong, but it doesn't have a bunch of revenue. I might ask myself a question like, is it worth driving more direct traffic to this product because it converts really well? Uh, and maybe if I sent this more traffic, I could even maximize that opportunity even further. So similar to what I mentioned before, I've just like, how do you get a little few more data points here? Uh, and it really wouldn't be that difficult to do just sort of like, you can even just, you don't even need to combine it into one sheet. You can just refer back to it. So, you know, I've got a product here. It looks like a mid-tier converter. And I would probably just refer back to like a unit session percentage or like what's my conversion rate for sponsored products and just see like, oh, this converts really, really well. It's in my brand halo. I bet it would convert really, really well in the promoted position and just sort of like get even more traffic for this thing. Um, so it's a good way to sort of ask yourself, should I be spending any more uh, here? I like it. I dig the USP idea. That's cool. The other one mm -hmm. that that's came to me as you were talking there, Mike, is like, what if we pulled up the uh, search terms for this and we said, hey, these are the search terms that have the most sales yeah. in this sponsored brands campaign. Here's the promoted product. Does that mean that this search term is like a really good match for this and that's driving it? Or is there something else in here that's actually got a lot of traction? And that makes sense when you try to put it next to the one of the brand halo ones. Uh, this is very, you know, this is not a one-to-one -one, like clear structured data report, but it requires, this is like some of the art side of PPC, I guess, right? Not so much direct science, but you're trying to reckon which of these uh, lines up with, with the results that I'm seeing. Uh, to use the example of the colors again, maybe there are people searching for blue uh, and those are the ones who are actually ending up clicking on the ad and then buying the blue one uh, because that's been explicitly stated in their, in their intent, right? Yeah. So to sort of conclude this before we maybe get to the total ACOS implications, mm -hmm. um, this is a core cool report. It should probably be brought up when you're evaluating you know, product performance, or you're trying to get a deeper insight into sponsored brands because sponsored brands reporting can be a little wily, right? Like you can't, you didn't have any of this data before you would sort of look at, you would optimize at the keyword level. And now you can do a bit more optimization at the individual product ASIN level, uh, which is a pathway that you didn't have before. And now you have. So in the same vein, when you're doing sort of keyword analysis for sponsored brands, you should be looking at this report too, so that you can maybe make some decisions as to, am I promoting the right products? What does my brand halo for sponsor brands tell me? Um, and hey, it'd be really cool to get sort of like this brand halo too. <laughs> like, you know, in sponsored products, we have like other ASINs purchased. Mm -hmm. 
um, but we don't necessarily have like the halo. Which, which ASINs? <laughs> yeah, yeah which other, ones? Right? <laughs> yeah, right, just uh, it's just other. If I if I remember, that's like the original brand Halo. Yeah, other yeah. ASIN. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, shall we jump into total A cost implications? Sure. So the reason why I wanted to bring this up was a lot of people calculate total ACOS uh, and they try to do it on a granular level. Like what's the total ACOS for this product I'm advertising? Um, and just to step back even further, you can calculate total ACOS at an account level and be pretty confident in it. Meaning total ad spend compared to total revenue for the marketplace. That's a really simple thing to do. That's accurate. Then you want to go a little bit further. You want to look down a little bit further and sort of ask yourself questions on a per product basis. What's the total ACOS per product? And you can do that if you're only running sponsored products and sponsored and sponsored display. But as soon as you want to calculate total ACOS and you're running sponsored brands, your total ACOS calculation per product breaks down fast because this report, you still do not have how much, how much did I spend and how many clicks did I get per product for sponsored brands? Mm -hmm. That information does still not exist. Right. We, we have the sales and you could make a pivot as uh, you know, you showed when you, we were talking about this uh, that shows, okay, here's how many sales we have in this given time frame we run the report for. And that, that's one part of the equation, but we don't have spend. So as far as I'm aware, like I stated earlier, no one knows that information. It doesn't exist anywhere. It so doesn't exist. This, this still doesn't get us any closer to that goal. Well, actually, I guess it gets us like, I would say 30% closer because we have the orders, uh, rather the revenue um, and units and orders. So, okay, that's something that's, that's nice. But there, like you said, there's no ratio metrics in there. There's no performance metrics, no leading indicator metrics clicks, impressions, spend. Yeah. So if you're doing total ACOS per product, still remember that it is not incorporating any of your sponsored brands data in that calculation. Um, so it's definitely something to consider. Um, not that you shouldn't do it at all. Like it's, it's still kind of useful to have, you know, you, you, you're sort of making an assumption that your sponsored brand data is going to be somewhat similar to your sponsored product and sponsored display data. And I don't think there's nothing, anything too wrong with that. As long as you have a big asterisk nearby, cause it's like, okay, I have total ACOS per product. However, mm -hmm. it's not incorporating any sponsored brands data because you cannot incorporate sponsored brands data. And that's it. That's all I have to say about total ACOS and sponsored brands. We still don't have it. So yeah, we still have it, but the dream is alive. The progress dream. has been made. The dream is alive. Progress has been made. The dream stays alive. Maybe one of these days, Amazon will say, hey, guess what? We got this new thing in the API. It's called spend per <laughs> ASIN for sponsored right. brands. And everyone will rejoice. Yes. And then you finally get sponsored brands, total ACOS. Um, so yes, my wish for everyone out there in Badger Nation is to go download this report, look at it, run the pivot table, run the pivot table where you can see the campaign, Attribution type and purchase ASINs. So mm -hmm. you can see all of your campaigns. Uh, okay, like I'm advertising this product, but people are buying that one. And here's the ratio of how they're buying it. That's my wish for everyone. Mm -hmm. Do it periodically when you're evaluating your sponsored brand's data. It'll give you another data point to play with. Yeah, one nuance for that pivot, I would add, Mike, is when you do the attribution type, um, don't rank it by amount of sales, rank it by alphabetical. So you see promoted at the top underneath every single um, campaign name as you go down, 
so as you scroll, it's promoted brand, promoted mm-hmm. brand. Then consistently, uh, it, it'll show you like, hey, this is what I intended to sell. This is what right. I sold. <laughs> uh, I love it. That's my small nuance for that. Um, that's yeah, it's super useful. I mean, to me, that's like the 80, 20 of this report is, is figuring that out. Well said. And with that, we will leave you to it. Uh, Brent from AMZ Pathfinder. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. It's always a always. pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. I hope to, hope to see you uh, soon or at least this year sometime, Mike, and uh, always a pleasure to be on. Have a good one. And everyone else, I'll see you next week here in the PPC Den. Mm-hmm.